0: What's up guys welcome to the John summer challenge I am so excited to be starting this with you and to study the Word of God with you this summer for 31 days in the month of July and I hope that you'll stick around that you'll do the entire challenge and that we'll do this together okay so there are four steps that you've got to complete each day here they are number one you should have already done this already is you need to pray on your own Pray and ask for the Lord's help, that he would help you to understand his word, that you would know more of him each and every day, and that you would be able to apply the word to your life. Pray that your life would be radically changed by Jesus Christ, that he would use this study to make you more like himself. Also, okay, so you're going to pray first, then you're going to read the passage on your own. So you have that calendar that we've posted online or in the email or maybe you have a printed copy and each day you're gonna follow along and read the assigned chapters or or the verses for that day. And so you'll read that on your own before you even watch this devotional. So for today, you should have watched John chapter one or you should have read John chapter one verses one through 18. And I would also encourage you to take notes Uh, While you're reading, maybe jot down any questions that you may have or just make some observations about what you've read. And that'll help you get your mind thinking about the passage before we go through it together. Okay? And then number three, after you pray, after you read on your own, then you're going to watch these devotionals and we'll go through it together. Um, And uh, you'll come here. We'll talk about the passage. We'll do a quick overview. I'm not going to hit on every single thing that is in John we can study the book of John for years and years and years and never reach the full depth of it we can always be picking out things for the rest of our lives but uh, what we're trying to do is go through it really quickly in a month and just pick out the main points and cover the main points that the Apostle John is talking about okay so you'll pray you'll read, you'll watch these devotionals, though I'll try to be short. I'll try to be short uh, in about 10 minutes or so. And then after you pray, read, and watch, you'll answer some application questions. Now we wanna not just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word, right? And so we gotta, after we hear the word, after we read the word, all these things, now we gotta figure out how does this apply to our lives? How can we actually live out what we just learned and so i'll have some application questions for you to kind of just review what we learned and then also to apply what we've learned in your own life okay so you'll pray you'll read you'll watch these devotionals and then you will answer some application questions afterwards so again we're not going to get through everything uh, during during this month we're not going to cover every single thing that John reveals to us that the Lord reveals to us but uh, we will try our best and so there's also a question box within every day's question application question form that you can leave your questions if you have any questions if you write them down during your observation time if you have questions that you know I just don't answer during this video leave the questions in the form and then I'll try to answer it maybe directly to you or maybe I'll answer it in one of our videos, okay? So tell me whatever questions you've got, okay? And here's the thing, if you complete all four steps for at least 25 days out of the 31 days in July, on time, that means that you're completing them day by day and not waiting till July 31st to complete all 31 days and you're just, you know, doing them all at once. and No, you gotta do them on time. If you complete at least 25 out of the 31 days, then you will receive an exclusive prize. This means nobody else can buy this prize. Nobody else can have it. Only the people who complete the John Summer Challenge. And it's gonna be epic, I can promise you that. Okay, so I hope you're out for the challenge. The purpose is not to win some prize at the end of this month. The purpose is to know more about Jesus Christ, to learn more about Him, what He's done for us. And uh, we're gonna see that through the book of John. It's an incredible book. And so that's the ultimate prize. Even long after this, uh, there will will still be a prize. It won't be a physical prize that I give you. It'll be the prize of knowing Christ, knowing more of Him each day. And so the purpose of this challenge is just to help you kind of establish the habit of being in the Word of God every single day, that you can read God's Word every day, that you can find time to be in God's Word every day. And so maybe the prize will motivate you to find some time to make it work. But even after this challenge, you'll figure out that if you really desire to know more of God, and if you really desire to read God's Word, then no matter how busy you are, when school starts, sports start, whatever, you can find time to read God's Word and to study it. Okay, so I hope that you learn that through this study. So if you're a true Christian, a true child of God, then this should be your main pursuit to know God more and more each day. Um, Okay, so let's start. Okay, for some of you eighth graders, you have been around since our very very first summer challenge uh, with me. We went through Proverbs and then we went through Mark and now we're going through the book of John, which I'll tell you, I love the book of John. And in fact, it might be, it, it is my favorite book in the entire Bible. John is one of the four gospels uh, in the New Testament and we call these the gospels. They are Mar- Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then John. The gospels are books that talk about the life and ministry of Jesus Christ each gospel is named by the man who wrote it so uh, John was written by the Apostle John right Matthew Mark and Luke are known as what are called the synoptic Gospels now that means that they give a general summary or a survey of Jesus's life okay they try to give you a, a general summary of his entire life and ministry here on earth now, Matthew, they each focus on a different aspect of God or try to prove something about who God is. And so Matthew chooses to focuses on Jesus as King. His whole goal is to say, Jesus is the Messiah. He is the King. Uh, Mark focuses on Jesus as servant. Remember Mark ten forty five in our last challenge, for even the son of man, did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many so mark chooses to focuses on jesus as being the servant and that is an awesome thing to know that god came to serve and how much more then should we be servants ourselves luke then focuses on proving that jesus is a man that he was fully man, the perfect man, the God-man, and so he sets out to prove that point. But why I love John, one of the reasons why I love John, is because John is so different than all those three other gospels. John instead chooses to focus on Jesus as the Son of God. Jesus as the Son of God. It is only in John, Where Jesus explicitly is identified as God, with God. You'll notice this right from the beginning. Unlike the other Gospels, John doesn't start off by telling uh, the birth of Jesus Christ. He doesn't start off by explaining Jesus' genealogy, like maybe Matthew does. John goes back even further. Way, way back. Way back. John goes And begins the gospel with this chapter 1 verse 1 in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God boom awesome he goes way back to the very beginning to explain who Jesus is And you'll see that the Apostle John, throughout our entire study, as we read uh, his book, he wastes no time. He wastes no ink. John uses an economy of words. He uses the minimal amount of words while communicating the richest, most important truths. John pulls no punches. He gets straight to the point. And I love this gospel because it is so theologically rich. It tells us so much about who God is, about who Jesus Christ is. And it is also so unique. You'll notice as you read the gospels, you'll notice that a lot of it is the same stories about Jesus or it tells about the same events in Jesus's life and ministry. But John is unique. John has 90%. 90% of the gospel of John is unique. That means it's not found in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It's only found in John. And so I'll add just one more reason why I love this gospel. I love John's purpose of writing. John has an amazing and clear purpose of why he writes this gospel. And it's in John chapter 20, verses 30 through 31. And this is, these are verses that I would want you to memorize and remember as we go on through this study, because we need to remember, why is John writing this gospel? Well, he says it, John 20, 30 through 31, he says, Therefore, many other signs Jesus also performed in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, But these have been written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. That is an awesome purpose. And that is my prayer for you as well. That you would see that Jesus is the Son of God. And then you would believe in him. And by believing, you will receive eternal Life, and that is the greatest news, the greatest gift one could ever receive. So, John drives after this purpose again and again. We'll see that throughout every passage that we study together, and especially today. Today, you should have read John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. These opening 18 verses are so important and basically they sum up the entire book of John. They sum up exactly what John is trying to prove uh, throughout his entire book. Right here in the first 18 verses, sums it all up. John wants you to know and believe that Jesus is what? Truly God, that he is the son of God. And if you believe in him, you can have life in his name. And I wanna split up our passage quickly into three parts, okay? Don't get on me for this one being a little bit longer because we had to introduce the book of John, right? So give me some slack. Number one, in verses one through five, Jesus is the divine word. Jesus is the divine word. What does it mean that Jesus is the word? Now you might be confused with that. This book and every New Testament book is written in what language? It was written in the Greek, right? And so when John says Jesus is the word, the Greek word for that word is logos. So he's saying Jesus is the logos. And in Greek philosophy, let's do some history here now. So we really need to understand this. In Greek philosophy, The term Lagos, can you say that? Lagos was used to sum up all the efforts and ideas of the power and purpose of human life. Basically, people back then were saying, what is the Lagos? What is the power and purpose behind all of human existence? Why are we here? Who created all this? What is the purpose? What is the Lagos? And knowing the meaning behind this powerful word, Logos, knowing that people refer to the purpose of life as Logos, John says straight from the beginning, straight to the point, Jesus is the Logos. And that is a powerful statement. Jesus is the word. Jesus is the power. In the purpose behind human existence. This is to say, Jesus is God. Right from the beginning, John states exactly what he's trying to communicate throughout his entire gospel. Jesus is God. It says first, uh, in the beginning was the word. This is to say in the beginning was God. John saying that God is eternal. He's pre existent. God existed before anything and anyone. In the beginning, God. That's it. God. It was just God. So he was the one who created everything. He created the entire universe. He created you and I. So we can deny all of those Big Bang theories, all of that nonsense. There must be a creator, and that creator is God. That creator, specifically, Is Jesus Jesus is the Creator and so we learn that from the very beginning of John Jesus is the Creator he is pre-existent he existed before all things then John says and the Word was with God and the Word was God wait how does that make sense if the Word is God how can the Word be with God. God is with God. And this is where we remember that theological term called the Trinity, right? This is talking and referring to the Trinity. God is three in one, meaning there is one God made up of three persons, the Father, the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And this is referring to that very truth. All three persons make up one holy God. And we can spend many years talking about that and explaining the Trinity and trying to understand it. But you, you understand it well enough, I think. Okay, so three persons, one God. Jesus is one of those persons. And the word is referring to Jesus specifically. And is saying, Jesus is God, who has always been God from the very beginning, along with the Father, and along with the Spirit. All three existing, one perfect and holy God from the very beginning, before anything was created, before you and I were created, before anything else. It was God, three in one, and there he is, Jesus, the divine word. Awesome, right? Next, number two. Jesus is the proclaimed word. Jesus is the proclaimed word in verses 6 through 13. And all I want to focus on or say in this section is that many people have and will continue to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. They will continue to preach Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And one of those people... Who dedicated his entire life to preaching about and preparing the way for Jesus Christ is John the Baptist. John the Baptist. And I love John the Baptist as well. He's different from John the Apostle. John the Apostle wrote this book, wrote the Gospel of John. And now John the Apostle is writing about John the Baptist. John the Baptist, who I call the grasshopper eater pointer finger say that fast grasshopper eater pointer finger he is his diet was wild honey's wild honey and grasshoppers basically he would eat locusts which are basically grasshoppers and he was always using his pointer finger to point to who to Jesus Christ he did not want anybody focusing on himself he was always born for this purpose and dedicated his life for this purpose to point to Jesus Christ, the coming Savior, to prepare the way for him, to tell people that there is a Savior coming. His name is Jesus Christ, and he has come to take away the sins of the world. He says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. John the Baptist dedicated his life about the Savior who was to come, Jesus Christ, preparing the way for him. And the other thing that our passage reveals to us is that there are only two responses to this message, right? Number one, some believed in him and became children of God and will receive eternal life with him in heaven forever. That's the first response. Or some rejected him. In fact, many people do reject him. It's easy to reject him. You don't have to do anything. You can ignore this gospel. You can ignore the message, and you can live your own life. And that is what many people do on the wide path that leads to destruction, isn't it? It is the narrow path that leads to eternal life. Few find it, Few will walk on it and choose to follow Jesus, but on the wide path many people reject Him and they will live in eternity in hell apart from God. You either follow God, choose to give your life to Christ, or you reject Him and live apart from Him forever. And the question we'll keep asking is, which one are you? How have you and how will you respond to Jesus Christ and his message through his word, even today? Lastly, number three, Jesus is the incarnate word. Jesus is the incarnate word. You know, like when you go to the 4th of July or you have a party and you have carne. What is carne? Carne's meat, flesh. Jesus is the fleshy word. Perhaps the most profound statement in all the Bible is found in verse 14. It says, And the word Logos became flesh, flesh. And he dwelt among us, and we saw his glory glory as of the only begotten from the Father full of grace and truth, this God, Jesus Christ, who has always existed, who created the entire universe, who created you and I became a man, a human being like you and I. This is the sweet truth of the gospel. This is a necessary truth of good news that we don't worship and we don't put our faith in some dictator god that we have never seen before no we worship the one true god who sees how sinful and wretched we are and yet still decides out of his great love for his children that he would humble himself by becoming a man colossians 2 9 says for in him the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. That is to say, truly God and truly man at the exact same time. The living God, the creator of the universe, enters time and space and becomes a man like you and I. Why would he do this? Why would he humble himself in this way? It is in order to save lost sinners like you and I we deserve what hell because of our sins because we've gone against a holy and righteous God our relationship with God is broken but Jesus comes as a man in order that our relationship with him might be restored that we can know God Truly, Jesus lives the perfect life that you and I could never ever live. And even though he's perfect, he was treated like a criminal and ultimately hung on a cross. It was there that Jesus, the Word, the Logos, God, willingly gave up his life and endured the full wrath of God on himself for every sinner that would believe in him. Three days later, Jesus raises from the dead, defeats death. He offers new life to you today. All you must do to receive this grace, to have your relationship with him restored, to live with him for eternity in heaven, is to believe in him. To put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and to repent Turn away from your sins. Say, I want nothing to do with it anymore. I want to live for Jesus Christ. And so repentance is turning away from your sin and turning to God. Giving up your sin and turning to Christ and living for him for the rest of your life. This is the purpose of John. And this is my prayer for you today. That you would read these words and believe in Jesus Christ as The Son of God who has come to take away your sins. If you would believe in him, put your faith in him, turn away from your sins, he will save you. He will give you eternal life and you will enjoy him forever. That is the purpose of John and that is my prayer for you today. Okay? That's it for today's devotional. Now you will go back to our website or you will click the link in the description and find the link to answer three application questions. You'll answer three questions each day. And today's questions are number one, why did the apostle John write this book? Why did he write the gospel of John? Number two, what does it mean that Jesus is the word? Remember, we talked about this. He is Logos. So what does this mean? And number three, why is it so important that Jesus became a man? Why is this a necessary truth of the gospel? Why did we as sinners need Jesus to become a man for us? So, submit your answers to those questions and you will be done with day numero uno of the John Summer Challenge And uh, it'll be great, okay? So, thanks for sticking with me today. Tomorrow will be great. See you then. Bye.